This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us today. I want to talk to you about the use and misuse of money. Now, not long ago, I did a program about money makes you insane. And this was to do with those who get a large quantity of money. And it changes them. But let's talk about the more everyday side of things. We're in a global situation right now where it's very easy to see that the central banking system is extracting the money out of the countries. Not just this one, all of them. The credit thing has changed, the loan lending criteria has changed, the amount of money you get, the amount of money they loan, their fiat system, they loan more and more and more and more for very little in. We discussed all that. And we know that most people now are living paycheck to paycheck, hand to mouth, if you will. And we also know that the middle class of the world is being destroyed. You don't get to have a comfortable middle class life with opportunities and facilities. You're either ultra set up, plenty of money, plenty of turnover, or you're below the poverty line. And what's happening is it's now so askew that the number of people that are living nicely is few. And the number of people that are living paycheck to paycheck is the majority. And that majority is growing. And many people are following below the poverty line, meaning there isn't enough in a paycheck to make it to the next one. And so they're actually living on debt. That each month they have to go in debt to make it to the next month, but they go a little bit more in debt and the next and a little bit more in debt. Da, da, da. And we understand that the fiat banking system is fueled by debt and it does gradually enslave the people. And we have that now. You can't do what you want to do. If I give you a great idea and a great opportunity, you don't have the money to realize it. The old adage, it takes money to make money. So you'd have to have a certain amount of funding to start your good idea. And many, many, many great ideas from the, the common practical people never see the light of day. And this causes a lot of frustration and anxiety in, in the society because things go wrong and nobody steps forward and fixes it. Because the guy with a good idea isn't the guy that has the resources to implement it. And the guy who has the money to implement it is an idiot. They get money and they become crazy. And this was the subject of our last program on the money subject. But today I want to look at if you get money. Let's just say that you are doing all right. You're making it paycheck to paycheck. But you don't have money for holidays. You don't have any money for big upgrades or changes. You're not going to get a new car for a long, long time. You're keeping your old one going. You have the situation that you can't get certain things done that are kind of out of the ordinary. Or maybe, maybe you need a tooth fix and you don't get to do it. Maybe you'd like to have a new wardrobe because these are getting tapped. You don't get to do it. Maybe there's certain people or family members that need some particular thing. You don't get to do it. And it moves along and the time goes by and it becomes, well, you just didn't get to do it. And then what happens is, if someone gets some money, they spend it on themselves because they feel as though they've been stressed, 
They feel as though they've been in a situation where I've been denied this. I've been denied the next thing. I've been so many things I've wanted and I don't get. So many things I wanted to do and I couldn't do. Well, I've got some money. Well, this time I'm going to go ahead and do it. And it turns out to be a total waste of the money. And so what we have here is that we don't understand what is right desire and what is not right desire. And the general training in the human society is to flatter oneself and satisfy oneself and pamper oneself. That if you get a chance to do that, you're happy. If you take more time, you have more freedom, more lazier, uh, you don't care because you have money, you're an example of success. Well, this is not real because there is no return. If you have a certain amount of money in, in the bank and you spend it all, you're back to where you started unless there was return and reward and result achieved by that money, by expense. I spent the money, but I spent it in such a way that it returned more to me. Now, most people now think, oh, that's investment, real estate. <laughs> no, no, this is intelligence. If you have intelligence, your money will grow. Because what you buy, you use correctly, or you implement to make more money, or you expand it, or you fix it and aid to it, and you sell it on, and you make money, you, your money will grow. But that isn't what's happening. People don't know how to do that anymore. People aren't aware of how to use their money in such a way to make money, even a small amount. So what happens is that when some people who are in the average status or lower status or the destitute status they get money and they try to use it on themselves something I want and their money doesn't grow and yes they get to do what they want oh yes but it doesn't grow their consciousness they don't become a better person and the human form of life, according to the Vedic literature, is the opportunity to become a perfect person. But people aren't trained in how to become a perfect person. They don't understand there is such training. They don't think anybody is perfect. And so when they get money, they don't think, well, I should use this money to improve some portion of my situation that makes me a higher being, a more compassionate being, a more intelligent, a more capable, a more spiritual being. And so their life stays pretty much the same. They don't get the opportunity to change it because they misuse any resources they get because of being so poorly trained. So we have to stop and look at the causes here. The causes are uncontrolled desire, lack of education of what is your best self-interest. And this is where the Vedic literature comes into the life of the humans. The Vedic literature teaches you what is right desire. And the Vedic literature teaches you how to control the mind and the senses. And the Vedic literature teaches you how to raise your consciousness such that you become a better being. You become more of a contributor as opposed to a taker, a consumer. This is what a consumer is. He's a taker. He doesn't produce much, but he takes a lot. He needs a lot, demands. So the Vedic literature is saying this human form of life is given to you as an opportunity to become self-realized. 
Because if you're self-realized, then you don't misuse money. You don't misuse your lifespan. You don't misuse your mind and senses. You actually have a goal. And you have parameters of what to do and what not to do. And you have guidance from the highest level. Is this beneficial to my consciousness? Or is it not beneficial to my consciousness? Now, Srila Rupa Goswami, the great charya in the line of the Vedic literature, he says that you should accept what is beneficial for the development of your consciousness and you should reject what is detrimental to the development of your consciousness. That that is the spiritual golden rule. The development of the consciousness means coming out of selfishness and moving into selflessness, coming out of service to self and extended selfish things, getting up to service to others, service to the devotees of the Lord, then service to the Lord. That all the living entities are actually servants. And to render service is the highest platform. But you have to be trained because otherwise if you get some opportunity or you get some money, you'll use it on yourself. And yourself means the mind, body, and senses, or some extension of your bodily relationships. And these have no permanence. The bottom line in, in spiritual life is understanding that the material atmosphere is a temporary one and nothing has permanent benefit. And the spiritual atmosphere is a permanent and it has the most benefit, continued benefit. And so to use one's resources and consciousness and time and energy to achieve something temporary is inferior work. And to use your facilities, abilities, resources on something that gives you permanent result is intelligent work, superior work. So the Vedic literature is teaching you the difference between temporary and eternal, between material and spiritual, between selfish and selfless. And this gives you a guideline, a series of boundaries, if you will, that you can understand what is actually an action or deed that gives me a useful result. Useful meaning that lasts. So if you can use your money in such a way that you advance spiritually, this has a significantly better result. But everybody wants to use their money on things and on their self-enjoyment and all it does is keep them here in the material atmosphere struggle for existence repeated birth and death and it goes on and on and on and on and on but the vedic knowledge is given to you the vedic wisdom is provided to you under the guidance of the spiritual masters in the line of disciplic succession such that it trains you out of the material conception and into the spiritual conception where you actually do your best self-interest you actually take care of your conscious development we have to see the massive difference between the physical development and spiritual development, consciousness. The symptom of the living entity's presence in the body is consciousness. The symptom of what level of maturity you are in spiritual awakening is seen through the consciousness. So to know what is good for the development of your consciousness is an essential component in becoming self-realized. So, Srila Rupa Goswami says that which is beneficial to the development of your consciousness should be accepted. And if it's not, it should be rejected as a base rule, a golden rule for spiritual development. 
Now, we're stuck in a human society that is completely retarded when it comes to spirituality. It's focusing on the material, the material things, mine, my, me, I. And there's conflict because everybody can't have everything they want. So they try to get it from the next guy. And the selfishness rages on. And people act and use their resources for development of their bodily needs or their bodily predicament and not for the development of their consciousness. And that's why this is called Kali Yuga, the age of hypocrisy and quarrel. It is the fourth age in the cycle, the lowest age, where the consciousness of the people is only 25% spiritual at maximum and 75% nonsense, material. So if you're in the human form of life and you have an inclination to understand your real roots, your spiritual reality, and you want to act in a spiritual conception of life, you're of a 25%. And you will immediately see that most people don't understand you. Most people don't agree with you. Most people don't cooperate with you. Most people look down their ignorant noses at you. But you still have to stay strong. You still have to stay committed to the spiritual path because you know, statistically, the Vedic literature tells you that this Kali Yuga, it's only a 25 to 75 ratio. And you have to accept that and realize that. But you can still get on with your work and you can still become perfect in this life. You can still bring your consciousness to the highest level and be prepared to return to the spiritual eternal world. This is the opportunity provided in the human form of life. We've discussed this many times on our program. So if you're awakening to spiritual life, if you're wondering how you're doing, it, you become detached from the material temporary stuff. And you become attached to the spiritual permanent stuff, which is service mentality, spiritual consciousness. You're well aware of who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. You know the Lord's name, form, quality, pastimes, entourage, associates, and perspectives. This is the basic training that comes in the Vedic knowledge. And from that position, you're able to coordinate and cooperate with the Lord's plan, not yours. And that immediately, immediately throws the door open of perfection. You step out of the selfishness and into the selflessness of the service to God and the door to return to the spiritual world swings open for you. Now the other 75%, they're not going to understand this. They're not going to look upon you as having achieved one of the most greatest things there is to actually have solved the problem, to clocked the game, shall we say. They're not going to even understand because they haven't passed this selfishness. They haven't passed through the realization, the difference between temporary and permanent, between dull matter and consciousness development. So this opportunity is provided in the Vedic literature and it is provided in the instructions of the spiritual master and it is encouraged by the association with the spiritual master's disciples and by reading the Vedic literature. Bhagavad Gita as it is. So the door is open to you. The opportunity is open to you. Get Bhagavad Gita as it is and read it. Listen. Think about it. Contemplate. Make adjustments. Start at the basic rule that Srila Rupa Goswami is providing you. 
that that's beneficial for your spiritual consciousness, the development of your consciousness should be accepted. Now you've just read Bhagavad Gita as it is. What of those instructions, what of that understanding rings with you that you can actually begin your awakening and achieve total perfection in this very life? Because that's what's being offered. You're not being offered another job. You're not being offered opulence. You're not being offered anything in this material world. You're not being offered anything temporary. You're being offered the explanation of the reality, how it works, why it works, and what your position is, and how you can make perfection in this very life. It's completely on the eternal spiritual value platform and has far more merit than anything you can do in the material world. Then if you get money, you'll use it to increase your devotional service, to help others realize what you've found. You can recognize already immediately that, okay, there's only, it's a 25-75 ratio. And everything you do is only going to affect the 25. Maybe even some of the 75 will come around. But you have the ability to propagate the development. You have the ability to stimulate the consciousness to growth in others. By being a good example, by expressing to them things you understand, by guiding them and leading them to the Bhagavad Gita for them to read. So just like any person who is diseased, they're prescribed with a proper diet and a proper medicine. That's the two combinations always, proper medicine and proper diet. So we're like in a diseased condition. This material consciousness, material atmosphere is a diseased concept of life. So the solution is being offered by the Krishna consciousness centers where you get the right diet, food offered to the Lord in devotion, and then, then you can eat it. And the medicine, the Vedic literature, the Maha Mantra. The Maha Mantra is the tool, it is the medicine, it is the solution, it is the universal application of sound vibration as tool to righten your consciousness, to reharmonize you with your transcendental service. And the food, only spiritual food that's been offered to the Lord is empowering, is potent, is purifying. So there's nothing wrong with you. You're just contaminated. All the potential that is within you is strong. It's just contaminated. Just like a mirror, it gets dirty. Or your boots. You come to, a, you want to go into this shop and the sign says, must remove your dirty boots. Because you contaminate the place. Similarly, in this material world, you contaminate your consciousness every day with the material conception of life. And if you use spiritual food and the sound vibration of the Maha Mantra, it cleanses your purification and you're free to enter. So most humans, 99.9% .9 of the humans, according to the Vedic literature, I'm not being facetious here, 99.9% .9 of the people are materially contaminated. Their consciousness, their affections, their concerns, their attachments are all on the temporary platform and you will not yield spiritual realization. So there's plenty of need on the part of the spiritual master and the Vedic discipline to spread this knowledge to people and give the medicine. Give people the understanding 
how to offer their food. Give them food that's already offered to start with. Let them hear the Maha Mantra entering into their ears. It's a medicine. It literally purifies through hearing. It enters the ear and it purifies the consciousness. So the opportunity is right here in front of you. The Maha Mantra, reading the Vedic literature and learning about devotional service, then any resources, whether it's mental, physical, monetary, of whatever aspect of resources, you can engage it in the service of the Lord to help yourself and others become spiritually mature. So money is a tool. It's been so long you've been yearning for it. But the yearning is not for the money. It's for what the money can do for you. But what the money does for someone who is foolish is it contamines them. But what the money does for one who is purified is it empowers them. They become capable of assisting others in their spiritual growth and spiritual life. So your mind, body, words, and money can all become major assets in the development of your spiritual consciousness and your compassionate support to the rest of the living entities who are wondering why they are suffering in this material world. This simple rule of accepting what's beneficial for your consciousness, this simple understanding that the eternal platform is completely beneficial and the material platform is contaminating, and this concept that reading the Vedic literature and using the tools provided food offered to the Lord and the vibration of the Maha Mantra are purifactory processes. This simple platform, the simple perspective, opens the door to spiritual perfection. You can return to the spiritual world qualified to render personal devotional service to the Lord in full knowledge, complete blissful happiness eternally. What a huge achievement for such a simple process. Whenever something of such magnitude manifests in your life, you should know this is the will of God. This is the hand of God. Something so simple that yields so great is only possible through the mercy of the Supreme as God's hand in your life. So we are given a great opportunity in this age that in spite of all the terrible things that contaminate us, everywhere we look at everything we do, everywhere we go, there is still this powerful tool of the Maha Mantra and spiritual food. And the two of tools release you from the cycle of birth and death. They liberate you from the struggle for existence. And the door to return back to Godhead, back to home eternally, is wide open for you to walk through. This is why those who accept the spiritual master's instructions and guidance become permanently grateful. Because he's providing a permanent solution to a problem that's been in your basket for a very long time. We have no idea, none of us, we have no idea how long we've been struggling in this material world trying to figure it out, to actually clock the game and return to the spiritual world where we are free of these sufferings, where we are happy, where we are in the association of totally spiritual beings, where we are rendering transcendental devotional service for the satisfaction of the Lord. So we may not know how long we've been trying, 
But as soon as we read Bhagavad Gita as it is and understand the spiritual master's compassion upon us, we recognize how valuable all of our assets really are. And we don't misuse our mind, our body, our words, and our money. We simply engage them correctly and success is guaranteed. Go back home, back to Godhead. This is the opportunity that's awaiting you in the Vedic literature. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.